Welcome to the OFX Podcast. I'm Dave Podcast. Podcast. I'm Dave Claxton, and along with me, as always, is our mountain running micro machine, Bethany McChesney. And today we have, oh, let's see here, Spartan Pro-ish, because you know who knows, two-time Guinness World Record holder, Dream Team member, and co-founder of Much Mom, Ariel Mooch Fitzgerald. Mooch Mom. Oh my God. See, you know how many times <laughs> did I say that right before? It was like a lot. Okay. Anyway, Ariel, thank you for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. I guess we start out almost back to front. Uh, how are you? Are you back home? How are you feeling? I'm back home. I'm uh, I'm feeling fine, other than like the fact that I have interacted with more people and taken more planes in the last six days than I did in the last year. I'm feeling okay. So. All right. So, like, I, actually, before we even get to the race. How was it getting back? Because like I, I've, you know, been hoping to make trips to the states coming soon, and I was looking yeah. into, and the, the 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 rules just changed as well. So how was it getting back? You, I saw Ryan and Lindsay; they both couldn't run the super because they had to go get their COVID test done, right? Because it's got to be within seventy two hours. Did you have one test that covered you the whole time you were there? Because you weren't there as long, or? Well, I actually was there, like I stayed in Boulder with Nicole for a few days. So I flew in on Tuesday um, and then I flew out on Sunday. So you had to take like going into the States, they require like a rapid antigen test. So you have to like pay for a test in Canada to go to the States. And then when you get there, I had to take a second test. But since I was there for a bit longer, I could take a free test and got my results in time. Otherwise, you'd have to pay to take another test to come back into Canada. And then when you arrive in Canada, they give you like a take-home kit. So then you go home with this take-home kit. But it was funny because I got a take-home kit in Vancouver, but I didn't land in Calgary till like a couple hours later. So then when I got to do my test, like no one could come pick it up. So the next night, like it comes and gets picked up. So it's been like... 42 hours almost 72 hours since I've been home and like I'm I don't even know if they have my day one test results yet it's just like and I called and I'm like so am I supposed to isolate like I'm double vaccinated and they're like no I'm like so why do I take a test like you will you'll notify me in a week if I have COVID but I've already been interacting with everybody like it's just I don't get it but if you don't have your test they will not let you on the plane uh, the number of people that missed flights and were turned around or paid like hundreds and hundreds of dollars to get tests done at the airport was just quite a few. <laughs> so what a great uh, racket to get an emergency airport testing. Like I would be charging way more than hundreds of dollars. I would be totally all over. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally a trapped market. They can't go anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, and it's like you're either paying money for a, another night in a hotel or you pay for your test. So yeah, you're, you're kind of like, it's just one of those like additional travel expenses that I don't see them getting rid of the testing in anytime soon. Like, why would they? Like, you know, they have these tests that they need to use. They have eager people who want to travel. They have cheap airline flights right now. So the $300 you're saving on a trip, you're spending now on test. <laughs> so. Oh, wow. It's crazy. <laughs> 
Life is a Canadian. All right. So yeah. <laughs> actually now I'm interested. Now I want to ask about this. So you went down early uh, to, to hang with, with Nicole. And as we said, you are part of the dream team. Um, yeah. How did that, what, how did that go? What was the process there or processes I've been told I'm supposed to say? <laughs> well, it was like, I knew that kind of going to this, originally I was going to stay in Colorado for a little bit longer. Um, but just with like, work and family and all, everything else it just didn't make sense so that's why I came back early um but yeah it was really fun hanging out with Nicole and Boulder and then she's pretty like still beat up with her knee injury um but her roommate is actually Canadian and we used to compete in all the same track meets together as kids in high school so that was really fun like knowing all the same like childhood superstars who are at the Olympics now and that was pretty fun. Um, but she was like really good. Uh, she took me to, got to get some obstacle practice before the race and then ripped my hand open and had, <laughs> had all the fun stuff there. But yeah, it was really awesome. And just to kind of meet her in a non-race environment. <laughs> She's pretty much as fun as she is on screen as she is off screen. <laughs> it's no unfiltered Nicole all the time. <laughs> so, yeah. And that would so be great. how then for with the OCR dream team then how has this helped you and getting to your races and being prepared for them I think it just for me it's like I probably wouldn't have gone the extra mile to go um so like when you have like people like they say you know when you have a support team and like you know people who can help you out the then your ability to go places like I'm sure you saw with like a lot of the Olympians especially in track those Olympians who had the opportunity to stay in the States and race and compete all season were able to make the team because they had that opportunity. Right. And that's a bit how I feel right now is like I have an opportunity to sort of be on the dream team and travel a bit more. Um, so like having a place to stay in Boulder could break up the long travel day because there's not a lot of flights going to the States. And then having connections through her to get to Utah and get from Utah to the venue, because it's not an easy venue to get to, um, like, I'll, was the reason I went. Because had none of that, I would have been like, I'm not, I'm a lover of convenience and nothing about this trip was convenient. <laughs> so uh, that was good. Yeah. And then, like, the Dream Team gave me, offer, like, opportunities to um like different sponsorship opportunities but also like coaching and mentoring um so like for me being fairly new in the sport and still like my obstacle game still not great any race experience is good experience no matter how bad the race is um so I just need to remember that <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah did you find then when you got that message about getting on the dream team that it was like a, a confidence boost and like you know this is where I'm supposed to be and kind of helped you um, just feel a little bit more like uh, just yeah confident with your abilities yeah that's actually a good point um, because so I graduated kind of like the pandemic happened I didn't have a really like great 2019 OCR season I was kind of dealing with injuries plantar fasciitis and like kind of off during the pandemic and then I wasn't going to apply even for the team because I was really on the fence as to what I whether I wanted to just kind of go back into ultra running um, or if I even want to do OCR anymore. But I decided to apply kind of last minute and 
I, yeah, it gave me a confidence boost and I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe I'm not done in this sport. Um, cause like starting, starting graduating and starting career is like, Oh, maybe I should just focus on my career and like train recreationally and enjoy that and just kind of put athletics on the back burner. Um, but the team was like, Oh, I don't think I'm done yet. And it kind of reinforced like why I kind of held on for so long. Um, so yeah. I, yeah, that's cool. I can see that happening for sure. Like, just like, you know, I got to give this a good go. Cause you, and even just feeling like people believe in me. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of times it's just like, you're always questioning and like your confidence in yourself. And you're like, I think I could, but then when you're at transition points in life, just have this, like, obviously a massive support network. It's just like, we believe in you, Ariel. Like, I want you to go do this. It's just like that extra push. Y- yes, exactly. And I think like 29, it was such, it's just a weird time because like, Tahoe and world championships we all know how that sort of went so like coming off of that season into pandemic like I think a lot of athletes were probably feeling like a bit stuck right like you didn't have like the hype and then you didn't really have a race for so long and so you kind of like reached this plateau of you know what what should I be doing you know I didn't perform well but it's really hard when like it was um so yeah I think that the dream team really helped with with that yeah so moving then from the dream team which is super exciting it's such a great group of girls actually that you're on that team with and it's interesting so i was gonna say that's what i was gonna say i lost the chain of thought is like so they not only did you have the pandemic but you also now you have a lot of like people who've been in the sport like who are starting to leave the sport so you have this sort of like new top end of people who can like this there's a lot more upper, like Spartan's changing and, you know, like the pro team and all the contracts and like Spartan is not going to be the same this year, or even next year that it was five years ago, but you're also starting to see a transition of athletes. And I think that there's a lot of new athletes and new talent going to come, come up the pipeline in the next couple of years, which is super, also super exciting. Yeah. I think one of the interesting things that happened because of the pandemic too, was that athletes started to see their vulnerabilities as an athlete. It's like you rely on races and sponsors and now all these companies that are sponsoring you have also taken a massive hit. So now it's like, can you continue being a pro athlete? And we did see a lot of athletes who had to start focusing on career and yeah. a different um, a way to make money that outside of the sport. So it really did shift things around in the sport too, mm-hmm. which is a really interesting point too. Yeah, so coming back now into the season, we are seeing a lot of different faces because of that, so. Yeah, yeah. so, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's fun and exciting um, and it's cool to see events coming back. Um, and you can definitely like, you know, f- like Utah, you can tell the people who had the opportunity, like back to opportunity, the girls who had the opportunity to race during the pandemic and, and had that, like you see, you can notice a difference in like performance between, between the field. <laughs> yeah. So was your last race before Utah, was it Tahoe 2019? It was New Jersey. I did the trifecta like the first week of November. Um, I didn't, do the trifecta that trifecta weekend like I ran a few races there but it was just like I had a really strong race with Faye um but we went off course so like again like really super strong performance like I would have won that race um you know ran clean like actually like strung together a really strong performance but we missed a flag 
so we both got disqualified (laughs) so it's just like one of those things where you like you know it's in you but it's just like wasn't official and all that but yeah that November 2019 would have been my last race and my last real hard effort like I didn't do much I wasn't motivated by virtual events or I had my really bad planner's fasciitis flare up um, and then focus on graduating so like (laughs) 2020 was a pretty no bueno year I would say from a fitness standpoint um but yeah I'm surprised I could have seen you getting into some of those FKTs I mean like (laughs) funny because you say you say you're a creature of comfort yet at the same time you seem to really embrace the suck (laughs) so you're almost your own oxymoron so did you did you go after any FKTs at all or did you try anything like that I was really like I couldn't run like my foot was so sore um that I I couldn't really run um I mean, I finished three university courses in a month. That's got to count for some form of FKT. <laughs> but I was like, one of those, like, let's just get this stupid undergrad done. Um, no, no FKTs. Um, I don't even really remember what I did other than school. Like, I think I hit this, like, I kind of was peaking in my fitness, and then the pandemic hit, and it was just like, downhill from there um I did a lot of mountains like just long slow sort of hiking backpacking canoeing things like that um but no unfortunately can't say I won any FKTs <laughs> I was pretty boring in the 2020 <laughs> so. you know what maybe it was a, a you know blessing in dis- disguise getting to get over your plantar fasciitis and get you ready for you know Utah so let's get to it all right. You got yourself, you, you, you had a sleepover with Nicole and you went to Utah. Yes. <laughs> ready for the race. So you, you felt prepared going in, you were ready to go. I felt, yeah, I was excited to go in. Um, definitely like been running well, been injury, like been injury free for a while. And so been able to like build, um, build some fitness and build some strength. Um, ironically, I was like focusing on a lot of like short fast running so then when I decided to go to Utah it's like okay now it's like long hilly running um so Utah was definitely um I was not I'm not stoked about my performance to be honest um I don't think I ran the race I feel I could run um but I think that was a lot to do with like having not done a hard effort and then just like really not managing the heat well um, just like having not done a lot of hot running, like in Alberta, like we don't have humidity. So like we had one week of like hot weather, but then even if you still run in the morning, it's not that hot. Cause there's no, like, it's still quite cool. So from like a heat adaptation standpoint, I, I quite struggled there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not upset with my performance, but I'm definitely not like, I felt like I was maintaining an ultra effort to be honest. Like coming out of like seeing how like you know Annie did on like she ran amazing but just like seeing the state of their legs and like how hard they were able to push I was like kudos to you girls because like I couldn't go there um which was interesting because Utah was steep and hilly and like a lot of like yeah I I I hiked probably 80 percent of that course 80 percent of the uphill for sure um was just hiking 
Well, I mean, just looking at the numbers here, I mean, it's it's not a it's not a performance to be embarrassed by or upset at all. I mean, you 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 came eighth overall. I mean, the women that placed ahead of you are incredibly talented women. And from from if I look at the splits, you progressively, you know, slowly worked your way up more and more and more. So did what what do you I mean, if you're not happy with the performance, did you just feel there was more in you to give or what do you think that your ceiling would have been? Where do you think you could have could have ended up? I think it could have been top five. I would have been happy with top five. And I think had I. I was starting to be like past people. So I, you know, I was in sixth or seventh. Yeah, I think I was like up six, seventh, and I failed an obstacle. And then I caught back up and then I failed another obstacle. And then at that point I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I just gonna like run this in because it's hot and I'm tired. Well, I wasn't even tired. Like I was thinking about this afterwards. I was like, I probably could have got through another lap of that course. Like if I was in the ultra, like, beast it wasn't like I was redlining I was just like I was hot and like yeah didn't I ran out of course like um so I would have been happy with top five and uh, not upset with eight, eighth um I think like the biggest for me was like they changed um stairway to Sparta and I just sort of tried twice and then was like oh, I'll do 30 burpees where like had I tried like Three times, even four times, I probably would have gotten it. It was just when I was like, ah, oh, I'll just do burpees. And so that how did they how did they change it? So it's really tall now. It's you're at North America, right? <laughs> so like it's really tall and it's not like a hard you just have to like jump and grab these two little holds, but like they're kind of awkward. But if you were, yeah, it's just like a weird sort of like grab these two little holds. And it's like really slippery material. So you can't oh, use your... is it like the box? It's kind of like the box yeah. material. But it's like, um, so the new Olympus too is like that material. Yes. So, and it's so funny because like Spartan's like changing. So they have penalty loops, right? Mm -hmm. So like Olympus, like I came off Olympus and like, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to walk. Like, this is like hard. <laughs> But, like, had you failed that obstacle, the loop was so short to run, you would have, like, run the loop, your heart rate would have been low, and then you could have just kept running. So it was, like... It's almost just, like, touch Olympus, and then you ran the loop, and you probably would have been ahead. Yeah. Like, you would have, like, come off that obstacle not feeling so, so taxed, because... Yeah. But, again, like, you don't know the penalty loops, you don't know where they, where they take you. Um, so, like... When I failed beater, beater was a penalty loop. So I was like, you know, although you get behind, you're not like taxed, right? Like when you do 30 burpees, you're taxed, right? <laughs> like, yeah. But if you're an efficient runner, like you're still not going to be taxed after a penalty loop. You'll be behind, but not taxed. So, um, so but yeah, it's, it's interesting. I thought about you, Bethany, actually for the, like all the little tiny, like short people who like, if <laughs> you're upper, you're like upper body and grip strength. Like you'll have no problem, but it is like, it's definitely but it's getting of, there. <laughs> you have to like jump, <laughs> jump really high. I love that you thought of me mid race. Like how oh, Bethany will so struggle on this one. <laughs> <laughs> this is my, my time to shine. <laughs> Just <laughs> no 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 you won't struggle you won't struggle with it but it's like one of those 
weird ones. Like, well, it, and it, again, it definitely benefits people with a more height advantage. Yeah. And like grip or height for sure, because like yeah. then you can just grab one and then reach and grab the other. Right. Um, but like some people use like a double hand method. Some people kind of, you just got to play with it. So yeah. that's, those are the new ones, but it's weird because like the, the obstacles that people are struggling on are old obstacles, but Spartan just added a curveball to them. Yeah. And the other thing with Stairway to Sparta is like, we won't see the new one in Canada. So you're only going to see that one in, oh. in the States because they don't have one in the Canadian circuit. I asked because again, <laughs> I like need to practice that obstacle and they're not going to be in Canada. So <laughs> I should have tried a few, few times more. <laughs> Um, I, I spoke to Laura Weeks before the race, and that was the only obstacle she was worried about too, because she yeah. had failed it. I, I believe in her last race. Yeah, yeah. She's like, she's like, I, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it. And <laughs> and so, she's not much taller than me either. No, I think she's like five three ish or something like that. Yeah, at the most. Yeah, she ran an incredible race. Like yeah. kudos to her. Like really strong performance. It was good to see. So. How, what's your feeling on the loops and the penalty loops? Because normally I would be like, great, they're getting ready burpees because it's such a subjective movement and has caused so much issue. But I had really hoped that the loops would be taxing, like you say, and would be longer. Because I mean, I don't want to see people start doing that. I already see that, already saw that in Jackson with the guys, you know, okay, slap the tire, go over to your burpees. I don't want it to turn into that. I want the obstacles to matter. But you say, uh, and it's okay, so how many obstacles did you struggle with on the day or did you fail on the day? I, uh, I failed three. I did two penalty loops and one set of burpees. Okay, so the penalty, penalty Yeah. Penalty loops, how were, they, how were they? You said the one for Olympus was way easy. One for Olympus is easy, and the one for the spear throw was, like, 50 meters. Like, it was – but I, I get the impression, like, so when you're making a penalty loop for Spartan, you have to think about, okay, well, where can I run this? So sometimes courses are already limited with space to begin with. Um but then also like they're trying to make it like an appropriate sort of range. So like if you're a strong runner, it's not going to take you very long. But if you're not a strong runner, it's going to take you that like minute, 32 minutes to mm -hmm. sort of do that loop. So I think it is really dependent. Um, but like my opinion on the penalty loops is like, for example, if there was a penalty loop in like um, back to Tahoe, like Tahoe, ape hanger so ape hanger was like a penalty loop but it was a low crawl in the snow yeah. but had I like had you you could almost use them you could have used that as a strategy I'm gonna like fail this obstacle but I'm not gonna get my hair wet so I'm gonna fail it but take my shirt off and take extra time because I know I'm gonna be rolling in the snow and then I can put a dry shirt on and my hair won't be wet and I'll make it to the bottom of the hill so I think like the penalty loops will favor strong runners, mm -hmm. which is not necessarily what you want when you start seeing beast and obstacle course race, because another one of the new faces on the scene, Marianne, Mariella, um, can't remember her name, but she's a Mizuno sponsored trail athlete, was running with Lindsay at the beginning of the race, really strong, strong trail runner. Um, penalty loops are in You're her favor. You're talking about Renee. Renee, sorry, Renee. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah Renee Medvier. Yes. So strong runner, right? Um, penalty loops would, would favor her because if she has to run through a few penalty loops as opposed to doing burpees, and she'll be able to keep herself in that race, especially a long race. Right. So, yeah, I'm 
personally, I like rather run a penalty loop. Um, but I think burpees are a bit more definitely challenging for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm all, for, <laughs> I, like, I like the crawls. I like the crawls as a penalty yeah. loop. I like uh, maybe a heavy carry of some kind, something along that yeah. lines because and it was I don't want to see it turn into a strategy. Like the, the carries weren't even long. Yeah. You know, so, but again, there was a ton of climbing. It was really hot. Um. <laughs> and I think that had they put in, say, double sandbag carries longer up the hill, people probably would have died. I think, I think so too. That's what I was like. I was like, I don't think it would have been a fair move to Spartan to like jack people up with the heavy carries back up the mountain again. Um, I just think between altitude and heat, it would have just been a bit too much to handle um, for most people. <laughs> so. Well, uh, yeah. again, did you struggle with, um, as so many people with calf cramps and cramping due to whether it was the heat and the, you know being so dry did you have did you struggle with that or was that something you managed to avoid I managed to avoid because honestly I was not red like I wasn't it, it just my effort wasn't there I think like something I've struggled with for many years is like I'm so comfortable in an ultra effort so as soon as like I'm a really strong power hiker I can power hike for days but I'm like when it can't run uphill very well. So it's something I've been working on. So I think like I didn't struggle with that because I have hiked and climbed, like the elevation was nothing for me. Had I been able to like, you know, had it been five or 10 degrees cooler and I was able to sort of get into that pain cave, I think I would have been able to, um, but no, I was fortunate enough, no cramping, no sore legs afterwards, like <laughs> none of that um, to my own fault, but. Yeah, I think a lot of, but then I was also thinking about this is I didn't bring enough water on me. So I was severely dehydrated and I was stopping at every single, I was trying to survive. I was like, I am not DNFing and I am not getting disqualified on this course or anything today. Like if anything, I just want an official result. Um, so I was like stopping at the aid stations. I was like done, like going underneath the tap of water and like soaking my head and like walking and like taking four glasses and drinking lots of water because I think subconsciously I downregulated effort just because I didn't have water. Um, so and you didn't carry a vest then with you? I only carried 500 mils of electrolytes. Um, so I had a little bit, but like for a two and a half, three hour race, like that was not enough water um so that's like one of my own sort of like i think i definitely would have ran with a hydration pack i think i would have run with at least a liter um because i was thirsty you know what i mean like you're thirsty yeah. and you never sort of quench that thirst and then you know i was like oh maybe i'll take some gel but you had to like time your gels with the water stations and um i think yeah I, a lot of people were cramping for sure um so no, that was not an issue I had. <laughs> um, I was dehydrated though, for sure. After that race, I was like, the P test did not pass the P test. <laughs> it's like, whoo, I'm more dehydrated than I thought. <laughs> so, um, yeah. You said you struggled, you failed three obstacles and obstacles have been an issue for you in the past. Yes. Now I stalked your Instagram a little bit and you're doing like ice climbing, you're doing rock climbing. I'm assuming grip strength's pretty good. Oh yeah, it's there. I, I got like <laughs> I, I'm gonna be brutally, brutally not what the hell's going on? What's the problem? I don't know. <laughs> like as soon as I like 
failed beater. So beater, I just, I slipped. Because what happened was there's like a creek going up. And I think a lot of, a lot of people were like dunking themselves in this creek. So beater kind of got wet and sandy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I was like, oh, swinging. And then there was like a huge swing and I just, I'm in my head. Like I was like, I slipped on my hand. And as soon as I did it, it's like, it's not a matter of like not having enough grip strength, not having enough sheer strength. Like it's nothing to do with that. It's, it's having enough confidence almost, or like being able like practicing, like I need to go and like, just do laps of an obstacle course and just practice, practice, practice. Cause yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> that yeah. one, my hand slipped. It got quite wet. Um, I have completed all these obstacles before. I just haven't completed them all in a race back to back. That counts. <laughs> it will come. My day will come. I'm convinced. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, you three obstacles fell. You clear, you clear those up, and yeah, you're 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 bumping a lot closer to your fifth place spot there. Yes. Yeah. So. But- I mean, and you're in you're in Calgary, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, is it what is it core core city or uh, core fit? Core fit. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I've uh, done a lot of ninja competitions and stuff, and I know that they're very they're a good gym. They're 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 a good they spot are. to practice anyway. <laughs> no excuses. I have no excuses there. <laughs> I wish I could tell you what's going on. <laughs> um, and this is just for the two of you. This is kind of a side thing. Um, have you? ever seen any woman miss the tire flip has it ever happened never it's not heavy they gotta fix that like you fix it or it it takes nothing out of you and i'm not a big person but yeah it's not heavy because what is it like 200 pounds something like that in that neck of the woods and the men's is like four four fifty i think like a 250 300 pound tire would be like challenging for females yeah Yeah. the one i have at my gym is is harder than that one for sure yeah. So yeah. yeah, like it's pretty easy at the race. Yeah, and I don't want I don't want it knocking people out and like like Jacksonville did with the guys, but I'd I'd like to see a struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. it was just a side thing. <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely not comparable when you're looking at how how the men struggle with their attire relative to the females. Like it's not the same at all. No, like the I other see- thing, like if we're talking about heavy stuff, like one thing that really makes me frustrated is like throw in a double sandbag carry before like Tahoe. Like if we're going to see world championship double sandbag way heavier than any other sandbag we've done, like g- give it to us in North America. It's like, you know, just like give it to us a bit earlier because like the sandbags are light and like they're short. And then like you get to Tahoe and like that was like the most brutally hard sandbag I think anybody has ever had in a really long time. Um, so like start making the female weights a bit harder to slow things down. If we don't want the best runners to always be winning, then I think they need to make things a bit heavier. Um, Palmerton. Did you do Palmerton though? That sandbag carry was insane. Was it? Yeah. yeah. I've never done it. Yeah. And they've done double sandbags in Palmerton too. Okay. No, I mean, I don't want, I like really still struggle with my double sandbag carry. So I would like, it's strength for me if they don't have it. Um, But I do think it's like, it's good to have. um, It's more like the awkwardness. Like I've hiked like many, many hours with a heavy bag before. Yeah. It's it's what do you do with the second bag? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Where do I put this? (laughs) Yeah. Just hold it like a baby. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> bucket and sandbag at the same time. <laughs> oh, don't give them that idea. <laughs> <laughs> the buckets are like heavier than the sandbags, especially if you like carry them up. Yeah. Up there. Um, so. Or we'll, we'll edit that part out so Spartan will never hear it. Yeah, never yeah, get Don't let them hear that. <laughs> anyway, I think you had a great effort. I think, although I know you feel you did better, eighth is great. Um, I'm not upset with eighth. It's no, just like, no. it reminds me that I'm not an uphill runner. Like, I probably shouldn't be telling people that, but like, I live in the mountains, but I don't run. Like, I'm a hiker. And that's what I was saying to my boyfriend the other day. I was like, I need to start bringing running shoes when we go hiking so I can at least, like, practice, like, running up, like, the easy sections of things because it's just, it's a different muscle group. It's a different, it's a different effort. Um, but really steep running, like, very impressive running from those top females who could run, run up that hill. Like, it was amazing to see. So next on the hit list, what's coming up next? Are you gonna are you committed to the rest of the US National Series? Are you gonna be able to make it to Asheville? Because that's very soon. So I was I was gonna do the US National Series. Um, I really wanted to go back to West Virginia. I, I love that course and like definitely one of my best performances happened at West Virginia. Um, because it's runnable and it's like technical and it's bushwhacky and it's that's sort of what I like. Um but just with vacation plans, I'm think I'm going to focus on the Canadian series um, and then go back to Tahoe um, because it's a matter of like, do you train or do you like travel and race all year? And I just think part of me is like, I really need race experience. But part of me is also like traveling and training is not going to put me in a really good spot from Tahoe from a, yeah. So right now I'm just doing the Canadian series, might consider West Virginia. Um, I'm going sea kayaking for like a week in August. So like not only am I, and then we're going to spend like a week on an island that you can't like, it's like a very small island. So there's like nowhere to go. So I'm like, I'm not going to be able to run for like two weeks and then go Just into practice a your burpees or, <laughs> for a week long. Just, the burpees. just okay. practice your burpees for a week. That's true. I could just do like burpees and like paddle, paddle like for, yeah. <laughs> I'll have, uh, I won't fail obstacles after that. I'll have like crazy mad upper body shape. Swinging from the trees and paddling away. You'll never have to do another burpee. Again. Well, it's like a really steep, like the island is like quite steep, I've heard. So it's just like you have to like carry things up and down this hill. I was like, oh, I could get by that. <laughs> do some water running on the in the ocean or something like that, but. So you're gonna go to you're gonna go to Tahoe instead of OCR World then. Yeah. I mean, you see my failure record. I don't think OCR is my seat at the moment. We got some work to do before that. Like, um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. No OCR Worlds anytime soon. I think that's gonna be like, are you gonna do that one? Yeah. I love it, yeah. Where it's in Vermont, right? Yeah, that's way more your scene. Like I think, um, fast. Yeah. Like you know, it's a fast course, lots of obstacles. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with the field. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think Lindsay's going to Tahoe. Nicole's out. Rebecca's out. So like you know, OCR Worlds, you might see some other of the European girls. 
um, but will be fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, are you and then Canadian series? Yeah. I'm stoked for the Canadian series. I think the Canadian girls are like fit and like it's going to be competitive. Like, I really do think the Canadian series is going to be just as competitive as Amer American series, like from a, a standpoint for the first time in a long time. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be fun. Too bad there's only two races, though. But yeah, I know that's that's sort of it. <laughs> so yeah. um, are you going to do West Virginia? Is that end of August? Yeah. Uh, so far, it's not on my schedule, but we'll see. Yeah, you can talk her into it. She's highly yeah, seen. Maybe we'll, we'll talk each other into it. <laughs> what? I'm super easy to persuade. You're like, Bethany, you should do this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, like, with Asheville, like, I think a lot of girls are going to Asheville, and then they probably won't go to West Virginia because we'll do Big Bear uh, instead. Because a lot of the girls are, like, more West Coast anyways. So, like, you know, Colorado, Tahoe, like, those races are easier to get to. So they had to choose one East Coast race. <laughs> so um, I'm curious to see who's going to end up going. Um, but, yeah. The whole split up for, for Worlds there is going to make, like you say, a very interesting field at Tahoe. It, it's kind of yeah. sad. It's kind of sad in a way. I mean, obviously, because you're not going to have the best of the best, you know, in either place. No, no. Yeah. At Tahoe, especially, I think what you're going to end up, though, with is some interesting, possibly some breakout performances and some, some girls that you don't usually see getting the spotlight, getting their chance to shine. And in a way, that's kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, even a bigger question who is who's going to Abu Dhabi? Yeah. Just convince Bethany. She'll go. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hmm, I don't handle the heat very well, but it is a more runnable course, so maybe I should consider it. So I, like, Googled flights this morning. I was like, oof, that's expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, well, I do have friends there, so we would have somewhere to stay. All right. We could, uh, we could get convinced. <laughs> we just need friends who are in the airline industry. <laughs> well, my father works for the airline industry. Oh, boy. <laughs> My whole family is actually in the airline industry. <laughs> so, uh, all coming but, uh, together now. What? It's like it's all coming together now. It is all coming together. <laughs> do you think it'll it'll be over? Like, do you think they're gonna? First off, do you think Abu Dhabi will be a success? Do you think the attendance will be decent enough that that Spartan will want to go back or will want to continue maybe branching out with their world world championship away from the you know continental states? Well, it's in it's interesting because like like I studied in sport and rec management and like you know did a few courses on like tourism and events and all of that. So like I see like Abu Dhabi is most likely I'm assuming paying Spartan to host their events there. A lot. A lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. um, and like if you look at like CrossFit World Championships that were sort of in Abu Dhabi and like the prize money that was there, um, I think as long as Abu Dhabi either like pays some of the athletes to come and then maybe offers like incentives for people to go it can be a success but if it's one of those like no support for i know there's a bit of pushback from athletes too is like you're not going to support us to get there you're not going to do this you're not going to do that well we're not going to go because a lot of people don't want to travel to abu dhabi right i mean i think it's a beautiful like 
I think once you're there, it would be like an amazing experience. But at that point, you're, you know, the timing, it's kind of right before Christmas. It's a long season. So I'm, I'm a bit torn as to like, I'm probably like Bethany. I'm like, oh, let's go. Like today I'm on the, I want to go to Abu Dhabi train. But then like other days I'm like, oh no, I'm done. Like I am so done after Tahoe. Like get me out of the airport, like long travel days. Yeah. And it's a long season. Yeah. So one of the interesting things, actually, what Abu Dhabi did with the, well, it was the Dubai CrossFit sanctioned event, is they made it in a way that every athlete that came would come out ahead financially. So there was, because there was prize money for every event that happened and, and like a significant amount of prize money for every event. So basically every athlete would come out like not going in the hole over coming. So right. it was incentive in a way where you're like, Although we, they weren't necessarily paying for their flights, everyone would end up with a certain amount of money. Right. And I think that would be like a good incentive. Or even if like there's an athlete house. So there's like find your flight here, but your accommodations yeah. is paid for. There'll be a shuttle from the airport. There'll be a place for, you know, you to stay and there'll be food. Right. Or, and like prize money really deep. Yeah. Let's say the top 30 or 40, like get it really deep. Like it's not like they don't have the money. Yeah. So just kind of spread it out. Yeah, I agree. Because it is like nice that it's like not in Tahoe again and like different climate. And I, as Spartan tries to become more of an international event, like I, I see the appeal for having it somewhere else. Like, yeah. Um, and it is big. It's big yeah. in the UAE. And it's a huge, like, Abu Dhabi is, like, a massive, like, sports, like, their sport facilities, just everything there yeah. is, like, incredible. Yeah. Um, so, I think that, but in saying that, I think it's a one-and-done deal. I think if you go once, you're not, it's not like Tahoe where you're going to go every single year. It's going to be one of those, like, go once and experience it and then sort of move on like you don't go to Tokyo to the Olympics every year you go once a year every four years somewhere like big like that um so just to keep it but I'm assuming and it's, it's, it's also not a trip it's also not a trip where I mean it's also like it's a eight hour nine hour time difference so it's yeah. not really a trip you fly in for the weekend and come out very easily either no <laughs> it's a it's a long it's a big yeah it's quite a big trip um, well, at least from here. Europeans, it's a little bit of a different story. Yeah, I don't know. Because that's eight and nine hours. That's a hard time change. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. if it's like, uh, like, I remember, like when I raced in like the Netherlands or like other Spain, like it's like, it's easier because it's like, a, you know, 12 hours, right? Or like that where your days and nights just become flipped. Yeah. Um, a bit easier to get over. Um, but yeah, I don't know what to expect for Abu Dhabi. Like some people I talk to, they're like, no, like, I'm not going, refuse to go, like, less Spartan pays for you, like, don't go, no, 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 and then I have other people like, yeah, I've already booked my flight, like, I'm so excited for this, and, you know, lots of people are going, um, but I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what to believe. It Abu Dhabi would be an amazing experience, like, I mean, it would yeah. be one of those ones that, regardless of how your performance at the race is going to be, just to experience it and to experience sport in that area in a completely different culture, it would be, it would be wild. It would like that to me kind of symbolizes a whole world championship, right? Everybody's getting together and you're experiencing different areas. And I didn't like that. It was always at Tahoe. I thought, you know, it's just, it's no different than their North American championship. It's just in a different venue. 
the fact that they moved around, I hope it works. I hope it jumps around. I hope they get the interest. I don't know that they will, but yeah. you know, hopefully, because I'd like to see you know see it move up to Europe, see it see it come to Canada, see it go wherever, South America, Africa. I mean, I even think of like a place like um, like Poland has this amazing, amazing OCR culture, and mm-hmm. it would be unreal. I'd, now, mind you, they're more obstacle proficient. Right. Yeah. But still, it, they're into it. It just, I would like to see a lot of different places, which would be. It would be really cool to see. Um, but do you think that it should be every year, though? Like, because, like, you know, like World Champ. So, like, when I ran World 100K, it's like every other year. And then, like, World 50K every other year. And then they alternate like 24 hours and like they alternate it, it every other year. Um, so then, like, it kind of like makes sense. You know, it, justifying going to the Netherlands or justifying going to Spain. It's like, okay, I pay one, you pay your flight there. And once you're there, everything's paid for. Um, So I could see like with Spartan, if they made it every other year, then it kind of like every year seems like a lot. Like, you know, one year you're going to Abu Dhabi, the next year you're going to Germany, you know, and then gives you what, like, I don't know. What do you think? Like if they alternated either like 20, one year was 24 hour world championships and the next year was like, the beast and then you kind of like alternated to keep that sort of world championship like well quite often quite often organizations do two years in one place right right like that's the way it's always worked also in canadian track and sometimes it's too just like you set up the systems and the people and everything's in place so you might as well make use of it for two years right before you move it like you just yeah. it's kind of like just a repeat like we've learned all this once it's easier the second year so we do it again twice. Right. So you think we'll be in Abu Dhabi for two years? If it goes off well, I think it's just quite typical that you would repeat second year. Yeah. And it's kind of like I feel like they're stuck between a nail and a board this year because of the pandemic. Because like you, it's like you get one trip this year. Is your trip going to be to Abu Dhabi? After like, you know, like going to the States was hard enough, let alone going like to Abu Dhabi with, with all of this. Like... That's yeah. sort is, of the, is Sparta still happening? They, so because that's the other one. I think a lot of people have been considering going to Greece. Yeah. Over Abu Dhabi, or yeah. like you know, those who are uh, fortunate enough will maybe do Greece, hang out in that area, and then go to Abu Dhabi. But it hasn't been announced because I was sort of like, oh, maybe I'll do Greece instead of Abu Dhabi. But it hasn't been canceled. No, it's just. <laughs> like, <not. laughs> <laughs> not happen uh, not like not official like don't book anything but yeah it, it's sort of I think I think people are still like I don't know what's gonna happen I don't know what to believe but it seems like I mean in Alberta like no masks like nothing <laughs> like I'm pretty sure if I flew direct to Alberta after flying from the states I probably wouldn't have got an at-home COVID test like it just because I flew through Vancouver so so, you know what, piggybacking on your idea about sometimes, I guess, kind of inferring maybe every other year or taking a break every now and again from the travel. What about, and then this is just fresh in my head here. What if sometimes they just made the trifecta championship, the world championship? Right. Yeah. Instead of one race, having the winner of the total trifecta championship be the world champion. And then, you know, so that your off years, you could have it in Greece because, I mean, that's that's Joe's thing. Everything's Spartan. Everything's Greek. The Greeks invented everything. They did all of it. We know. So, you know, but that's, that's what they want as their home base. I think that actually wouldn't be bad. You know, that'd be interesting to see. And it would be different than always just having the one distance. It could, 
I mean, we saw how the last time in Greece, how like Atkins fell off the map and you see different people elevated. Yeah. So it would just be, an, I think it would be an interesting mix. I agree. And then it's like, it's not always in the mountains. Like, I think that was part of the reason for going to somewhere like Abu Dhabi is, is like, if you're not a mountain runner, like I live in the mountains and I would not consider myself a mountain runner. Um, you're not going to do well at, at Tahoe, right? But vice versa, like someone like Lindsay doesn't love flat running and doesn't really love sandy hot running. So now the world championships are in like Abu Dhabi, which is really going to challenge her strengths. Um, so I think it's good that they made that move, but yeah, like I couldn't imagine a Spartan world championship sprint. Like that's just a whole other bag of words. And just DJ licking his chops going, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be doing a 24 hour championships that year. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. I... The one thing I, I, I see, so for the U.S. National Series this year, you need to do, is it three races you need to get? And the rest yes. you can throw away. But yeah. it, are they specifying that the races have to be different distances? Because no. to me, I think it should be reasonable. If you want, I mean, if Spartan wants it done this way, which I think they kind of do, and they want a champion who is a variety, who can, who has that wide range and could go all distances. Yeah. Why have they not implemented that, you know, you have to do one sprint, one super, one beast? Right. I would think that's... Then it's a, a trifecta, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think... You're, you're not... You want to do the trifecta world championships, you have to do one of each, and that's where they differentiate it. But yeah, it's true, like, you know, beast, beast, you could do three beast. Actually, you'd probably get away with two beasts and a super. Yeah. I don't think so you could you're, do you're, playing to, you're playing to people's strengths, right? Where if you spread it over the three you're making it wide open then because it is a point series rather than one race. Yeah. And that yeah. was the thing actually I wanted, I was hoping the Canada series would do, would have one of each. And I think that was the plan. They were supposed to. Yeah. yeah. I was hoping maybe they'd, uh, maybe they'd make Red Deer or, or, or Blue a double and throw in like a sprint with one of them. Because it's a super and a beast. Yeah. Right. However, when I suggested that, nobody liked that. But those are all the people running it. I just want to watch. <laughs> you want more drama? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want better, better finish lines. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so we we did mention it, and I mean, I guess yeah. So other than that, your your plans are to hit Virginia, to hit Tahoe, um, and we 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 deal with a lot of uh, a lot of hybrid racing. And stuff like yeah. that. I don't know if you dabbled in any of that yet. Is there any inkling to try any of those? Uh, a Deca or High Rocks or? Uh, I wouldn't do High Rocks. Like I, I would probably. I've sort of considered Deca. Like I think Deca would be more. I, the weight in High Rocks would destroy me. I mean, kudos to you, Bethany, but you're like killer strong. <laughs> um, I think Deca would be more of my, my, something I might dabble with in the in the winter months. Um, but I'm going to do a bit of, I'm going to do a sky race this year, um, broken arrow. So get some more running in. That's in New I'm York. I'm still, pardon? That's in New York? No, that one's in Tahoe as well. Oh, so okay. It's like the weekend after, um, it's weekend after North Americans is, uh, okay. is, uh, broken arrow. Um, I think, like, for me, I'm, I'm sort of torn between, like, going alt back to alter stuff and staying in, like, 
in shorter stuff because like I do excel at ultras more than I do at shorter stuff. Um, but I have no desire to do 24 hour world championships. So like <laughs> if Spartan had like a regular beast where it was like an ultra beast or it's two laps of a beast course, I'd be like, probably have already considered switching over. But since it's 24 hours, I just not my jam. It's long. So now what if they bring out as they were planning to do? What if they bring out the ultra series? Now if you, they do, I could consider that. Yeah. Um, but it's tough. I like like the two and a half, three hours. Like I like beast course distance. Anything longer than a beast. <laughs> anything shorter I'm in trouble <laughs> um toughest mutter have you ever considered those 24 hours no no 12 12 hours uh I have I did consider going to one of the tough mutter 12 hour races for sure but then there's more obstacles yes yeah. <laughs> there is uh, there's more obstacles there is also you know goofy penalties i don't know <laughs> i think you're right i just need to go hang out at corporate a bit more i'll be fine like it's <laughs> absolutely the I, obstacles I, really aren't that hard it's like it's not that hard it's just yeah you need to come to ontario we'll meet at bethany's gym and we will do a, a complete yeah. week of you know hybrid race training hybrid yes race i know training with hand tearing ability and then well, my family's in Ontario, so coming to Ontario is not that hard. <laughs> That's where I'm from. So, awesome. yes. Well, um, I'm good, Bethany. Yeah, me too. Thanks so much, Ariel, for joining us. Um, huge congrats on Utah. Great rest buster for you, um, getting out there um, with the top girls here and showing your top 10 performance. Um, all the best with the rest of your season here coming up, um, the Canadian National Series. We will see you there. And yeah, keep crushing it this, this year. Thank you. Thank you both. I look forward to seeing you around, hopefully. Um, I think that's the most exciting part of the Canadian Series is just seeing people. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. yeah. So awesome. Thank you both.